Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I am joined by Tori Truesdale, a gem of a human being I have just recently connected with, and I'm so excited to have her on today's episode. We are going to talk so much about her, her business and everything she's doing for women and um, pick her brain and learn with her, and I'm so excited. So thank you, Tori, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited and I love this amazing platform that you have to elevate and share ideas and it's it's super cool to be part of. Thank you. Well, we're happy to have you. I um I love what you do and we connected through some mutual friends in um our area which is super fun. I love like meeting people like in, in an organic way like that. Um so I'm excited to like learn more about everything that you do and just like chat today, but before we jump in, I have rapid fire questions. Uh they're all just random and fun, but the first one I have is what was the first concert you ever attended? Ooh, so my first concert ever was Kelly Clarkson. Um, my mom and I um, watched season one of American Idol together and we picked her from the beginning. So that was like our bonding thing when she won. We were like, we picked her in auditions. Um, and so, yeah, that was my first concert. So like right after Idol, she was on tour with Clay again. Um, oh my gosh. I saw her. Yeah. I'm so jealous about that answer. <laughs> She's amazing. And it's like she right is. off of Idol. Like that's so yes. cool. Oh yeah. So we've seen her like eight or nine times now. Oh so. my gosh. So anytime she comes to town, we see her. Um, she hasn't been on tour in a long time. So we're looking forward to her new album this year. And you yeah. Know, on tour, so yeah. I hope so. She has like 12 jobs. Like she does everything. <laughs> so she, I'm like, can you just take a minute? Can you tell? The voice, the talk show, the music. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> All right. The next one is name a person who inspires you, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but um, a person who inspires me in my life um, is probably like something that someone answers a lot, but truly my mom inspires oh. me so much. Um, I truly am who I am today um, because of her. Uh, she, I call her a cycle breaker. She really like put in the work to really um, live the life that she wants to live. And like, I just, I want to be like her and I aspire to be the kind of human that she is. So, yeah. That's so sweet. I love that. Um, okay. A little bit different route. What is one <laughs> food you could never give up? What's one food food? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say, what is my go-to? Uh, I would have a really, really hard time giving up. Oh, I'm torn between a few. Um, I would have to say dark chocolate. Um, my current thing, um, is like my sweet treat is, um, a few dark chocolate almonds and I put them in the freezer and they're individually packaged. Mm. So that way it's like, I get my sweet treat, but it's like, you know, I'm not eating a whole huge bag of them. Yeah. So. Oh, I love dark chocolate. That sounds really <laughs> Um, Okay. What is your favorite TV, TV show and favorite movie? Ooh. Okay. So um, TV show. Oh my gosh. This is so hard because there's a few that come to mind. I think of all time, One Tree Hill. <gasps> um, yeah. I am a One Tree Hiller. Like that's what I referred to myself in high school. 
Uh, really. And then um, I recently went to their podcast tour in DC and I was fangirling. You're going to die with what I'm about to tell you. Were you there? I work for them. (laughs) So I worked that tour. I worked that tour. I was there. (laughs) Okay, this is so weird. I'm not even going to lie. I truly feel like one day I'm going to meet them. Um, So Hillary is from Loudoun County. Yeah. And went to a sister school. Um, And so I'm like, I'm just getting like, there's so many weird things that have happened. So that's hilarious. Um, That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's my favorite TV show. Um, (laughs) Favorite movie. Oh my gosh. So my boyfriend's a big like movie person and I'm like not super into movies, but um, if I had to say what movie, I mean, I really love, I, I really appreciate Reese Witherspoon as an actress. Um, I love, love Jen Aniston, um, in movies as well. Um, but I feel like I'd have to go with crazy, stupid love. Um, Such a good Stone, one. What a good pick. Girl crush on her. Um, yeah. So crazy, stupid love. <laughs> okay, that's a great one. I love that movie. Oh my god, my really good friend just watched it for the first time. I'm like, how have you not seen this movie ever? And now she's like obsessed. <laughs> so good. Um, okay, last question. What is your go-to fun fact that you tell people? Like, Ooh. if you're put in a room with, oh, this kind of ties in. If like, if you're put in a room with like a bunch of women, you're getting to know. What's like your go-to fun fact? What do you think about me? I'm 27 and I've moved. 25 times in my life. However, I'm, my family's not in the military. It's all been within Northern Virginia. Um, so that's pretty crazy. I'm a true Northern Virginia native. However, I've moved a ton. (laughs) That's so interesting. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, cool. Well, okay. So you have done, okay. When did we meet weeks ago? We chatted on the phone and we were connected and we talked a lot about, what you do for work and kind of your passions and how you got into everything. But I want to start off by talking about true belongings and how you got into that. Were you, so you're a home organizer Was that, is that what you would like? Okay. Were you always someone that was like, let me, let me like clean that up for you. Let me organize it. Like your room looks like a disaster. Like I'm super organized and I know everything. Like, can I please get in there and just do it? Were you like that always? Or did that come later in life? Like, where did this passion come from? Cause I love it. I'm obsessed. So it's really funny. So I'm the, I'm the oldest of six. So being the big sis in the family, mm. um, very like type A, very like take hold of things, mother hen, like very, that's always been my vibe. Um, and so I think like really just from like a very young age, I remember just really just like naturally wanting to contribute to the environment, whether it was like helping my pappy, like make our beds in the morning or like my grandma doing laundry. Like I taught myself how to do laundry, like in third or fourth grade, just because like I wanted to start doing it myself. So like, I think I just always like really enjoyed um, cultivating a space that is just relaxing and like you like want to be in the space at home like home always just like I wanted it to be a space of rest and rejuvenation and so yeah I think looking back I never referred to myself as an organizer growing up but then like it was like once I recognized that word I knew that that was one of my qualities being organized I was like 
oh my gosh, I've been doing this my whole life, but I just like didn't even realize it was a thing to do for a job. So yeah, I would say it kind of, yeah, it's kind of been there all along. I can look back and, and point to moments when, you know, I'd go over to friends' houses and, you know, most people, most teen rooms are messes. And I was always the friend to like help my friends get their rooms clean. And like their parents would be like, thank you. Like you could come We love your friend time. Tori. Yeah. <laughs> she comes here and cleans up. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because I, so I'm also the oldest sibling and I feel like there are qualities about an older sibling that are like that, where it's like, you want to make sure everything's good. You want to help. You want to pitch in. You want to like, so I completely relate to that quality of like wanting everything to look and feel great and helping your parents or just like jumping in and being like, I guess a mother, like kind of sibling, which is so interesting. That's like a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true. Like I am definitely somebody that my space reflects how I, how, how I'm feeling number one, but then also if my space and my surroundings are in disarray. Like I can't do my job. I can't work. I can't focus. It like really affects me. And I've noticed that as like, I grew older and older realizing that like that really did affect everything. Like if my, and so I, I live with three other girls right now. And so we have, we live in a house. Everyone has their own room, but like even the house itself, like I'm the one that goes around and I tidy things up. I'm cleaning the counters. I'm doing the dishes. I'm doing everything because I'm like, we cannot live like this. I have to live in a good, calming, clean space. What do you guys not understand? But my room personally is always like that. It's always tidy. If like my life is going crazy and I have, you know, if it's a day where I'm like not home a lot, um, and I come home before I go to bed, I am organizing, putting things away, doing it. I cannot go to sleep with a dirty room. Like, so it's so interesting how much it can affect your mental of like, Mm -hmm. this is, this needs to be like a, a sacred space. Like it's so interesting, but I have a question. Like, do you feel like, cause I think certain people feel the way we feel where like that does affect us, but there are people like my roommates, for example, some of them don't really mind, which isn't bad, but with your clientele, like with the people that you work with, do you feel like most of them don't care or they just like, can't do it themselves that they're just like, I just need somebody to fix this. Mm -hmm. Like, what's your experience been like so far with it? I think with my clients, by the time they get to me, they recognize that they want the help. So I don't ever run into run into situations where it's like they're not wanting a home organizer. By the time they get to me, they've already kind of dealt with that and battled and been like, okay, it's time. Um, but I think my clients are reaching out to me when they're completely paralyzed and they're like, I am so overwhelmed in my environment. I wanted to do it by myself. You know, I a lot of them have already gotten the materials and they're like, you know, I tried to do the things and it just like wasn't sustainable or it didn't work. And so where I come in is I'm like, okay, like this is great. Like you have a starting point. You have, you know, your materials, you've started doing this, like what worked, what didn't work. And then like I come in and like make a system based off of, you know, who's in the home. So like on that discovery call, I'm having that conversation about like who lives in the home. What are the ages? What's the dynamics like? Who's the typical person who's cleaning up and like 
carrying the weight of the home and like can we shift things like can we delegate and so like I typically the person I'm talking to is the person who's um typically the one kind of like maintaining the order in the in the home so then I ask them like are there things you can delegate to other people in the home whether it's your children or your partner or your roommate like how can you be a team um so yeah that's kind of you know, the process with my clients is, you know, partnering with them. I want them to know that they're part of the process. Absolutely. Like I can help with systems. I can help with, you know, an outsider coming in, but I'm like, you know, it's most successful when like they contribute as well. Um, and they think about like, how do, how do I want to live my life? Like where, where do I want changes to happen? And then I set up the system for them. So yeah, it's a, it, I call it a collaboration um, with my clients that those are the ones that are the most sustainable long-term. Yeah. I love that. And I also can appreciate the fact that you have that kind of call with them and you figure out what's going to work best for them because there's also like as an outsider, you're like, okay, well you organize homes. Like you probably do it the same way every single time. Whereas like, no, obviously you are talking to the family. You're talking to who you're going to work with. Like, how can we make this like work for your specific lifestyle? Which I think is really cool. Cause I was going to ask also, like, do you find that your clients, they're like so excited about like their houses being organized, their room, their kitchen, whatever they chose. They're so excited about it. Do you think that like, when you leave, it's going to be like that for like a day or two and it's going to go back to nothing. Or do you kind of set in like systems of like, Hey, this is how we like can keep this going. Like this can be a permanent thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like that's all like also the tough part of like maintaining it. So I won with all my clients, um, for my packages, I have a follow-up call with them. And so, um, I have one, three and five room packages. And so they have anywhere from one to three follow-up calls with me, depending on which package they choose. And I'm like, use that follow-up call. Like if, if, you know, a couple of weeks go by and you're like, how did we end up in this situation? Or like something's not working, like set up a call with me and like, let's talk it through. Let's figure out what didn't work. And like, if I need to come back, like there's times that I do have to come back for the clients. And I'm like, that is not a failure. Like you're learning like what didn't work. Um, A lot of times what happens is it's, um, they recognize like, oh my gosh, like I didn't delegate the way I needed to. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why it is the way it is. Like I didn't set the grounds to say like, hey, teenagers that live in my home, like, hey, everyone, like we are contributing and like, I need us all on board because like when mom is stressed, like the whole house is going to feel stressed. So like, I need your support. I don't want to burn out. And so like, I find myself empowering a lot of the time. It's the moms that are Mm. so burnt out. And I'm like, listen, like it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time for your partner to hop onto this, for your kids to hop on. But the why behind this is like, we do not want you to burn out. Um, And so I find myself you know, empowering, you know, the person in the home that typically is the one carrying the weight. Um, And sometimes I go back and sometimes, you know, it's just a call that they need and they're like, okay, Okay. I need to have that conversation with the household. So yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. I feel like that makes everything way more personal and you're really kind of like guiding them through this new way of living. 
in a sense, which I think is really nice. This is maybe a little off topic, but maybe not. I was just reading something earlier this morning about how um, dynamics in a home can like change to where, so I guess the example that I was reading was like, okay, so there's like a boyfriend and a girlfriend living in a home and the, the boy goes into the office and works, but the girl works from home. Well, now the girl's taking up all of the household chores while also working her job. And the guy is off at the office thinking like, okay, well, everything's going to get done because she's there, number one. But also he's going to come home and maybe things aren't done. And he's going to say, well, you were here. So like, why couldn't you do it? And so just you kind of talking about a mom feeling burnt out kind of just like got me thinking about that because I think, especially as women, you just try to do everything. You just try to hold all of the weight on your shoulders. You try to just do it yourself. And if, you know, your kids or your significant other, whoever, your roommates don't do it the way you want it to happen, or you don't think they're going to do it, then you take over and you do it. And it's like, it is easy for women to get burnt out. Um, so I just find that so interesting because it's tough. I feel like, why, why do we always feel like we have to do everything, you know? Yes. Well, and I say like, it is a process navigating, um, the dynamics of, you know, who does what in the home. I mean, my boyfriend and I, you know, different things shift. Like he, he's starting a new job next week. And so even for us, we're, we're evaluating like, okay, when you start your new job, like things are going to look a lot different. Like when he was in between jobs, he was carrying more of the load at home of like laundry cooking. And it's like, with him, you know, starting this new job, it's like, okay, we're figuring out, okay, like I'm going to take some of that because it's like recognizing we are both out of the house and, um, working is like, okay, there's going to be a shift. Um, so I think communicating with the people you live with, whether it's, you know, your roommates, your partner, your kids, um, it's so important to say like, how can we be a team in this space? Like, what can we all do? Maybe there's something that we, you know, does delegate to people like, you know, like I, it's very weird, but like, I love folding clothes. Like I love putting them away. It's like, it's very satisfying. Yeah. Do I like doing the actual laundry? Not really. So like, typically it's like my boyfriend's like doing like starting the laundry and switching them. And then I'm the one like folding. So it's like, okay, we work together. We figured out, you know, what each of us could contribute to the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and like setting up systems, like my, it's so crazy. It's like, um, as simple as like, it sounds so silly, but being like, okay, I want to wash my sheets every two weeks or whatever you want to do once a week. Okay. Well, like set an alarm on your phone to go off at a certain time every week or every other week. That's like sheets, like time to wash your sheets. And it, then you're not even having to think about it. It's not like a month later and you're like, oh my gosh, like it's been a month since I washed <laughs> How my have sheets. I done this? What's happening? <laughs> so like systematizing, yeah. um, your life, um, essentially like helps to not use as much brain power to be like, okay, we do that for the dentist. Like our dentists, you know, we'll be like, okay, come back in six months, let's schedule it. So it's like, why don't we do that for some of our everyday tasks that we have to do? Like, you know, grocery shopping or, you know, like I said, the laundry or the dishes, like just recognizing, like, what are things that we have to do to maintain, um, our life? Um, and you can all go down all the way to like your oil changes if you really want to get like super detailed, but you know, some people are like, Oh my God, the oil changes are the worst. (laughs) Like remembering to get your oil changes. Like if my dad's listening to this, he's going to be like, you're so annoying because I, I'm so terrible. He's always like, did you get a change? I'm like, 
no, like it's such a process dad. Like, and sometimes I forget. So yes, I, I, you know what? I should do a phone alarm. Like I need to do that for an, an oil change for That's sure. But you're right. It's like, make it, make it easier on yourself. Make it like, it doesn't have to be so hard if you have sort of like a system in place. And there's so many things as adults, especially young adults that we're trying to navigate all at the same time. So I, I like that. I think that's like a really good idea to just like find a system that works for you. You know, I think like something that I really like about what you do is like, we've kind of been talking about, is just like finding serenity in a way. And, um, I just really appreciate that. Do you have any like really rewarding stories from like clients that you've worked with that you really like left from, and you're like, wow, like, I really feel like I made a difference there which I'm sure you do every time, but was there one that like really stuck, stood out to you? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've had a lot of really, really cool interactions, um, with my clients. One of the, um, one of the stories a realtor had was helping someone downsize. Um, and, um, essentially like they need, you know, she needed an organizer to help her with downsizing and packing. And so, you know, I, um, ended up helping this client, um, downsize her home. Um, she was moving into a smaller home. Um, she's a widow. So it was like, okay, Mm -hmm. like recognizing that space. It was just, um, we actually, it was like, it was a year, March 1st, when I first met with her and like booked the um, package with her. And what was really cool is, um, you know, it was a tough process. Like she's grieving the loss of her husband and, you know, it had been, you know, only a couple of months of this. And so it's like, you know, we were going through items that it's like, you know, triggering and to be like, okay, like recognizing that space to be like, Hey, like we don't have to do this all at once. Like we can do this slowly. Like I want to make sure you're okay. And, um, it, we developed this, you know, like relationship that now, she's in her new home. I not only helped her, you know, downsize, um, in her home that she was selling, but then, um, I helped her, um, make this new house a home for her. And so, you know, I was unpacking certain rooms, um, in her house. Cause it's just her, she doesn't have any kids. Um, and so, you know, it's very overwhelming to like have all of that stuff and be like, ah, like I need, you know, I need help with this. So, she had movers. And, and so I, like when the movers would bring the boxes, I was like helping set up the spaces. Um, and it's kind of like grown to be like, you know, she'll reach out to me and be like, Hey, I need this done. Like, would you like to do it? And it's like really, really cool. Cause it's kind of like I'm a personal assistant for her. Yeah. Um, like I can't do it. I'll be like, I can't do it, but like this person can do it. Here's their info. Um, so it's been really fun to kind of like develop a relationship with a client where it's like started from organizing. And then sometimes I'm doing, you know, other things that are like just helping when like you live by yourself in a home, like there was like, she needed to move a a carpet somewhere. And it was like crooked when you were doing it with one person. She's like, I know you're here to help me with my closet this time, but like, can you help me with this rug real quick? I need more hands. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like that story, like I really like, um, entering, um, it's a privilege to be trusted in a space when someone is in the grieving process of like losing a spouse or, you know, losing a parent and going through those parents' belongings. Um, and I've been fortunate to have a few of those jobs of like, they are like fresh, um, freshly grieving and like, um, to welcome me into their home. And like, in some of these circumstances, 
um, they weren't allowing people into the home since, you know, the person had passed. And so to be Mm -hmm. like, you know, them allowing me into that space to be like, this is so hard. And like, I know I need to like find life after this. Um, and like what it looks like, um, those were some of the most like rewarding jobs to be like, wow, like I, um, to be with someone in like a really, really tough season, um, and to carry them along in that season, uh, is kind of like my heart for people. Like, it's like, yes, I'm a home organizer, but like, I find myself, you know, just being that person to be like, I'm here. And like, I see you and like, it's hard and it's okay to cry. Like I've had, I, I cry a lot. Um, and so telling my clients, like, it is okay if you cry in this process, like I'm not weirded out by that. Like it's beautiful when I see my clients cry. So, um, yeah, those are, I guess the most, you know, rewarding is just those safe spaces of like those really tough times and to be let in is just really, really great. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And honestly, like, I wouldn't even have thought of that kind of like transition point that someone would need. I mean, yes, I guess you're saying, I'm like, oh my gosh, like you are the perfect person to like come in and like help in that kind of scenario. But first thought of like home organizer, I'm not thinking like a grieving moment, like she will be there for that. So I think that's really special that you were able to do that for so many people. And I mean, it's true. Like that is one of the hardest going through like the grieving process Mm -hmm. on top of like maybe having to go and clear out like that person's home or the home that you shared, like that is so difficult Mm -hmm. that someone like you is so perfect to just be in that position to be like, Hey, we got it. Here's how we're going to do it and kind of break it down and be that support. I think that's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, well, kind of on that note, I feel like you are just like such a supportive person And I want to talk about something else that you do that is really amazing. And you'll probably explain it better, but it's basically bringing women together in the area to kind of connect um, for different reasons and for in different ways. But can you kind of talk a little bit about um, that side of your life as well? So um, I call myself a people connector and a bridge builder. And so um, this kind of aspect of my life started as you know, being a small business owner, it can feel very isolating. And it's like, okay, you're doing these things alone. Like you need, I'm a big proponent that like, we need communities. Like, what does this look like? Um, and so I recognized that. And then I also recognized coming out of the pandemic and like recognizing our lack of deep connections in adult world, um, having that space of like, what is life after college? And like, okay, I'm an adult adult, but like, it's very isolating and very, um, just feeling like you lose yourself, um, as an adult, you're like, okay, putting myself into my career or like into being a parent or being married. Like there's these like big identities that kind of like take you away from like who you are, um, at your core. So I was feeling that, um, through the pandemic, Um, and you know, I'm very transparent with this, um, struggling with my mental health, um, to the point that I did have to seek help. And, um, that really like shook me and like made me recognize like the need for safe spaces, the need for, um, spaces where we can, you know, be vulnerable. We can talk about hard things. We can, you know, share and like, there's not shame because, 
I've learned from Brene Brown and like so many other amazing authors and speakers that, you know, shame is only there, um, shame like secrecy. And so if we have a space where we can share and be open, then like shame dies, like it can exist um, in in a space where um, we can share our stories. And so I was like, okay, what does this look like to share our stories and, you know, have safe spaces like coming out of the pandemic and like starting to, you know, connect with people again. And so started as this kind of like virtual time once a week, and it was just called women networking for an hour. Um, (laughs) And I was like, all right, we're going to like network for an hour over zoom. And like, I got premium zoom because it was like, you know, zoom only gave you 30 minutes. I was like, okay, we're doing the things. And it started as just like a time to connect with women in the area. Um, I was like, if you're isolated, if you feel like you don't have community and like you're looking to just like say hi, like I, you know, exist and like I, I need, you know, relationships. Just like human life. connection. Yes, yeah. yes. So that's what it started out as. And there was like no topics, just very like casual in the beginning. And then it morphed. And like, as I started seeing like these women being like, you know, we want this topic, we want this topic. I was like, oh, I know someone to do this topic and this topic. And so then it like started to be like, oh, we're getting some speakers on the women networking calls. Um, And then it evolved after like it, it was okay to like start hanging out in person again. I was like, all right, like, I feel like we're really craving in person now. And so I shifted from Zoom to in person um, and started calling these meetups coffee and conversation. And I was like, all right, we're going to meet at local coffee shops. Um, we are going to kind of just like meet up. And it isn't just for small business owners, it was for really anyone that's looking for community. Maybe you stay at home, maybe you work from home, maybe you just move to the area. You are just looking to meet people in the community. And so started up, like this has been like almost two years now, but um, started up kind of like doing it monthly and then like twice a month and um, it evolved and I recognized, okay, this is cool. But like, I... I want to like connect people like on an even deeper level. Like it was like, we have an hour for the coffee and conversation. So I was like, well, what about a retreat? Like, what does this look like? Right. Um, we need so more time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I was like, you know, we're crying at these things now. So like, I can't, we need more than an hour to like, you know, wrap things up. And, um, and so I started planning women's retreats and um, I've planned two so far. And there's one coming up is my third Um, and essentially I was like, I was like, what women do I know in my life that I want to elevate their stories? Like, I know there's so many amazing people that like have stories to share and they don't even recognize the power of their story. So I was like brainstorming all these names of anyone who came to mind. Um, and just was like, all right, I'm going to start asking them, like, do you want to be part of this? I don't really know what's going, but like, I'd love for you to be a speaker, Um, and then it morphed and I was like, okay, we're going to do workshops. Like some of the women are going to speak. Some of the women are going to contribute, um, a skill to help us better care for ourselves. Um, and then took another step and it was like, all right, we're also going to support small business owners in the community and we're going to have vendors. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of like started from this, like very small thing, um, and evolved as like, I started recognizing the need in the community, um, to what is now called the reconnect and restore, um, retreat. Um, and it's for women who, um, 18 and over who 
might be exhausted in life, might be struggling with something right now. Um, maybe they feel like they don't even know who they are anymore because they are so burnt out from work and kids and all the things in life, um, relationships and just feeling like wanting to prioritize themselves. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it started, um, where we are now. Um, I am like super fortunate that like so many people have said yes to be part of this and to like believe in this vision um, because it was like very nerve wracking putting myself out there and being like, you know, there's no really budget, right? Like there's not yeah. really compensation for these things. So like, you know, you're doing it because you love it, not because you're going to get, you know, profit from it. And so I was like, all right, we're going to, you know, book an Airbnb this time. Um, we're going to spend the night. Um, there'll be some night tickets and some day tickets. Uh, and yeah, so it's just been like a really, really interesting experience and process that I've like learned. I really, really learned how to trust myself, even when like, I'm not seeing the results that I like am longing to see and mm -hmm. to like stay patient and true to myself. Uh, and I'm sure you can relate to this, like having like big goals and being like, this is the vision and being like, oh like ticket sales they're not where they're gonna be um but it's like it's gonna be okay um and so yeah that's kind of how the retreats became a thing I grew up in a youth group and we did retreats and I recognized that there needs to be this kind of thing for everyone regardless of if you you know believe in something um, if you follow a religion and have those retreats, cool. But like, what about for everyone else that like, yeah. doesn't go to, don't go to church? Um, where do they get poured into and, um, where do they have safe spaces? So yeah, that's kind of my why behind it is I felt as if like, this is my version of church. And, um, this is, basically providing a space for healing and providing so many different tools and avenues and saying healing isn't one specific avenue. There are so many different ways to be on a healing journey. And it's um, expanding the way we view healing, the way we view taking care of ourselves and prioritizing ourselves. Um, and so, yeah, I believe when we prioritize ourselves and care for ourselves, we are better able to care for the world care for everyone around us. And so the degree to which we love ourselves is the degree to which we can truly authentically love everyone else. Um, cause if you fake it, if you're not loving yourself, which I did for 26 years of like neglecting myself, you can only fake it for so long, um, before you get bitter and resentful and just like mm. exploding at every moment. Cause you're like, Busting, yeah. 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 So um, that's kind of my why behind the retreat. And I just believe we need more of these spaces to start those conversations for, hey, like it is a, it's not even radical to take care of yourself. It's necessary. Yeah. And like, if we don't take care of ourselves, then like we're going to else will. The First of all, I love all of this because it is so true that in any chapter of your life, you can feel isolated. And I think you brought up mm -hmm. a great point of like graduating college. And I, I say this all the time on this podcast, like my first year post-grad was probably one of the hardest years of my life because I went from 
and so many people can say the same where they went from being in this community for four years and even high school you have like you have communities your whole life that you're just you're thrown into those those spaces but you're used to it and you cultivate friendships and relationships and the routine of having those people all the time and when you graduate college you're like basically just dropped into the real world by yourself you're like and go and yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now, like, it's, it's like, now what now I don't live near anybody. Now I'm supposed to just like, start being an adult. I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. same can go for just like being a new mom. Like you're plopped into a new thing where it's like, okay, and go like, learn how to be a new mom on your own, like stuff like that. So there's so many different like mm-hmm. scenarios that you can feel so alone and feel so isolated. And I love that you mm-hmm. used that as like your your gas into like, okay, I want to start this. And I think like bringing so many people together of different walks of life, going through different struggles and just like putting them in a space and in a room that they can connect and like share their struggles, share their stories is really special. And I think kind of what we were talking about earlier is like women specifically feel like they can just do it all. And it's like one of those things where, like you said earlier, you know, like if you have kids or something, you feel burnt out and you don't even know who you are anymore. There's so many scenarios where people are women are just like kind of just going through the motions of like, well, I'm just, I'm just doing what I have to do and I have to go and I have to do this. And like, mm-hmm. you forget who you are. So I love that you are bringing people together that don't know each other too, which is like also makes all of this more fun because then it's like friends, like, yay, we're meeting new people, especially in the area. Um, you know, if there's like business talk, networking, that's like a plus, but it's also just like, like you've said, finding like this safe shared space, with other people, other women, um, I just think is so great. And we were talking before about the retreat and I'm like, I'm not going to be here, but I would love to go <laughs> yeah. because like you said too, church growing up, like we always did retreats and we always stayed the night and I, I tell the story to some of my friends. So if they're listening, they know it already, but I went to a, I think I was in high school. I think it was one of my first retreats and I've never cried like that in my entire life. So like at, to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, just, I remember being like a circle of like other teens, my age. And we were all just going through, like, I don't know if we were just sharing some deep stuff, but we all just were like bawling. And I just feel like the word retreat makes me feel safe because I feel like growing up, that's what it was. It was like the safe space where you're, you leave your house, you go somewhere else, you're with other people that all have sort of a, the same, I'm trying to think of the word, the same, just like goal in mind. And you know that you can share stuff about yourself with those people. And it's just a nice, it's refreshing. Like you just know that like when you go and then when you leave, you're going to feel so much better and like you'll have connections and you'll feel like weights off your shoulders. So I just feel like everything you're doing is really inspiring. And I love that you have sort of just, it seems like it snowballed, right? Like you were like, okay, we started with the zoom and then we're like, (laughs) Okay, now we want to meet in person. Okay, crap. Now what do we do? Okay, find the speakers. <laughs> but you you've been so like persistent with it. You have this passion for it, and I think as long as you have that passion, like you're going to continue to just keep growing this thing. Mm-hmm. And so anyone listening that's interested in this, when is the retreat? It's at the end of March, right? Yeah, so it's March 25th. So it's yes. the last Saturday of March. Um I made it that date because I wanted us to welcome in spring together. 
So my whole idea is there's a spring and a fall retreat. So it's like welcoming, welcoming in spring. This retreat is more of like blooming. And then fall is intentionally more inward, slower, like less things going on to like really slow down. Um, okay. So that's kind of the two different vibes. Um, that's kind of like what we did when I did high school retreats. It was like, we did a spring and a fall. And like, I just really appreciate like listening to the seasons that we live in, in Loudoun County of like, oh, like spring things are blossoming. Like, and so I'm like, okay, we're going to blossom with the season. And then with fall, it's like, okay, leaves are coming down. Like it's about surrender. It's about letting go. It's about like, what do I need to like let go of essentially. Mm, and so yeah. those are like kind of like the big, big themes that those are like where um where my vision is for each of the retreats. But yeah, that's um I one huge thing about the retreat that's so important to me is the diversity. Um I am very conscious about that when like selecting people for the retreat is like I want all ages represented. I want all races um, represented. I want all walks of life represented. And so I, you know, on the form when people applied, like I made them put their exact birthday because I wanted to know like, yeah. okay, we have a bunch of 40 year olds. Cause like, that's the typical like age that people will like apply for these things is like 30 to 40. And like, it was so hard, like under 30 and then like above 50 is like so hard to, um, recruit for. And so like, when I'd see that, I'd be like, yes, we got someone. Like <laughs> we have a 20 year old, like, and I'm so happy. Cause like we have an 18 year old and a 20 year old coming. And I literally lit up when I saw their ages on the sign up, being like, yes, like we yeah. have that generation represented because it's so important for that intergenerational bonding and connecting. And there's so much beauty that happens when we come together as women, um, who are from all different generations and walks of life. So yeah, that's kind of my like heart for the retreat. Um, yeah. And my hope is that since it's local, I am very intentional about having people be in Loudoun, um, you know, and if someone's not from Loudoun, that is okay. It's just letting people know that most people who come are in Loudoun County to be like, Hey, like find the people that live near you that are at this retreat. Like I want you guys to go and get lunch or like go and debrief. I don't want this to be this one thing, this like yeah. spiritual high. And then you just like go back to your life. I want this to be an awakening. I want this to be the starting point, not the climax. And so I'm like, make friends, like go and like, you know, grab coffee with someone who's been here. Like, um, and so, yeah, that's kind of like my hope for it is like it multiplies. And like my hope is that people who come maybe like I want to do this kind of thing. And I'm like, please do it. Like, yeah, please plan a, like you plan a retreat, too, because it's like there is enough room for all of us. And like there isn't enough of this kind of thing that exists. So no, there's not. That's why I love it so much, because I'm like, this mm -hmm. is so perfect. Well, and then also for like people listening now, feel free to sign up. I think yes. most of us are like. 18 to like 30 year olds. Um, so sign up, like, see what it's about. I think like, it sounds amazing. Like I said, I'm so bummed. I'm not going to be here, yeah. but I'll be there at the next one. Cause it sounds amazing. 
where can people like sign up and find it? And also where can people find true belongings as well? Yeah. So, um, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Um, the best way to get connected with me on Instagram, I'm Tori.Truesdale. And then in my bio, I have the links for true belongings and for the reconnect and restore retreat. Um, my link tree is also in there. So then that will link you to like really anything you need to connect with me. Um, that's, yeah, that's the best um, way to connect with me with kind of all the different avenues. Um, and then in terms of retreat, I did want to give your listeners, I didn't even tell you this, but I wanted to give your listeners a little discount for the retreat. Um, oh my gosh. So in all caps, um, I'm actually creating the code right after this podcast. Um, okay. But um, the code is girl, we got to talk all caps. So just your podcast name, we're going to keep it simple. Um, and it'll just be a little discount um, to thank you for listening to the episode. And um, if you feel like, oh my gosh, like if you feel it in your gut, you're like, oh my gosh, like that nauseous feeling. You're like, oh, I feel that nudge. Like, I hope that this discount makes you really listen to it because I think when we feel like, oh no, oh no, like I think I'm supposed to be there, but I'm so nervous. Like that's the just time. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Like connect with me beforehand. I'm happy to like, you know, talk with you if you're like nervous about it. Like majority of the people coming are coming solo. Like we only have maybe like four, four to six ish people that are coming with like one other person. So like, that's amazing. Wow. People yeah. don't know each other, which I yeah. love. So, um, oh my gosh. Well, thank yeah. you. That's so nice guys. I'm so excited. Oh, I hope it goes so well. Um, you're amazing. You're doing such amazing things. And I hope the retreat is everything and more. And honestly, like if you're also listening, thinking like you really need your room or something organized, like this was a double whammy today, you guys like this, we got so much, we got so much. Um, thank you for coming on and chatting with me. I'm so glad I got connected with you and yeah, I'm just excited to see like where you go from here. Cause I'm just, I love, I love all of it. I appreciate you for having me on. And I did want to let your listeners know that I will be having you on my podcast. Um, that will be launching in April. So, oh gosh, I was like, so I'm going to start announcing these, these things. I, I had another podcast recording earlier this week and I was like, okay, we're just going to start saying it. So um, I haven't like posted on any of my accounts yet but, um, I've started saying it in podcasts. So, um, yeah, I'm launching a podcast on my birthday this year and we will have you on season one. Yay. <laughs> That's so exciting. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm excited for that. I'm excited. We can keep chatting. Um, but cool. Yeah. And I will have all of everything that you just listed in our show notes. So if you guys are listening now, you can go check that out. All her links will be there. Um, and you can find her, contact her, sign up for the retreat, use the discount. Um, and oh, this was so fun. Thank you so much again. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Girl We Gotta Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. That way you never miss a new episode. You can also follow Girl We Gotta Talk on Instagram at Girl We Gotta Talk Podcast and on Twitter at GWGT Podcast 
for live tweeting and all your favorite pop culture updates. If you want to watch full episodes, check out Girl We Gotta Talk on YouTube and find all of your favorite episodes over there. If you like today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the five stars or leave a review and let me know what you thought. I seriously love hearing your feedback. It really means the world to me. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.